and welcome back to another episode of Year-Round Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Troy Michael. It is Friday, February 23rd, and we don't have football to look forward to on Sunday. And frankly, it just makes me a little sad. But in the offseason, I'll be to- covering the news and notes and any hot topic that I think we should discuss and kind of get you ready for the fantasy football season. And this is kind of important because I thought Baker Mayfield was done in Tampa and he may not be because they're still talking about a contract extension which would be awesome for him because I thought he did great I mean he only had what 28 touchdowns 10 interceptions like that's not bad that's I mean Dak had like 12 interceptions shit I mean he played out of his mind and he didn't have a very good team around him he had a hell of a wide receiver it looks like they might lose Mike Evans this offseason if I had my my gamble if I could bet I would say Mike Evans ends up on the Chiefs. But for now, he's still a Buccaneer. So Baker Mayfield, they're still discussing that right now. And we'll see what happens. I think it's what's best for the team. But if you're going to throw him out there, you need to have more weapons. You need Mike Evans. You you need some draft picks because that man will be all by himself. And there's nothing better for fantasy football than Baker Mayfield with a number one target like a Mike Evans. So I guess we're going to find out what happens there. Um, the second piece of news I got is Derek Carr. They're looking to rework his deal. And uh, no shit. I mean, the guy was terrible last season. He was absolutely terrible. So I would think that he would want to rework that so they don't cut his ass. So they're looking to free up about $23 million. That'll help him out for this upcoming season. Get the man some weapons. Get him some uh, offensive line protection. But he will rework that contract. Uh, Moving on to Geno Smith, he again, I'll tell you what, this is a theme. The theme for the news cycle today is rework contracts and or this guy is going to be cut to save money because it's that time of season right before they have the uh, free agency and you need money in free agency and this is where you free it up. So Geno Smith, he's going to rework his contract. He had a $9.6 million cap hit, but if they rework it, it'll be almost nothing. So it'll be a $9.6 million roster bonus, a $4.8 million signing bonus, but if they rework it, it essentially almost goes down to zero and that'll give them more firepower for the offense season uh michael baggity the kicker for detroit is going to resign big deal uh kickers drive me nuts in all of my fantasy football leagues i've tried to get rid of kickers i have removed them from most of them i literally almost lost the championship last year in my main league my my league that i started because the fucking guy started the kicker for the chiefs and he went off for 22 points in the championship and it broke my heart i literally almost lost it because of a kicker which would have been so poetic because of how much i hate kickers and every year i put it up for a vote to get rid of kickers and they never do so for me to almost lose a championship on a kicker is just perfect and my whole fantasy football league was giving me so much shit about that anyway tank dell uh he expects to participate in the otas his fibula was such a terrible injury he may not be a hundred percent to start the season i mean he's expected to practice in otas i mean that means he has no off-season program so that makes me think that michael uh, uh nico collins is going to be the top dog there to start the year i can't promise what will happen after but that does make me think twice about drafting tank dell you know kind of high in fantasy football drafts because if the man 
is just starting to practice in OTAs and he's not already in the, uh, what, what do all the reporters say, in the best shape of his life. You know, if he isn't even starting that because of his fibula injury, it's like, good God. So kind of worried about Tank Dell to start the season. Uh, Justin Fields, the poor guy just wants to know what's coming up. He's literally asking people. He was on the St. Brown St. Brown Bros podcast and they were asking him like, you know, what's going on? And he doesn't have a clue. Is he going to be traded? Is he going to sit uh, shotgun to a brand new uh, Caleb Williams? You know, he just wants to know what's going on in his future. You know, it's a young man. He's a young guy. He wants to know what's going on and I don't blame him. So if I were him, I'd be bitching and moaning too. But to be honest with you, the NFL is a business and the business does what's best for them. They could care less about individual people's feelings. And that's kind of what Justin's going through there. Uh, Russell Gage in Tampa more than likely is going to be released. He does have a non-guaranteed uh, $8.5 million base, but if they cut him, it's nothing. It's only a $1.5 million cap hit. So uh, he'll more than likely be cut, which makes me even more scared for Baker Mayfield because if Mike Evans gone, if uh, Russell Gage is gone, who the hell is out there? I mean, what, what, what do you got? Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin is broken. Every time he starts a game, he's out for two games. I mean, they need some weapons out there in Tampa, and they're pretty much all gone now. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is more than likely going to be a cap casualty as well. He's on the last year of his contract, and he's scheduled to get $5.9 bucks. so they're more than likely going to cut him. He had a pretty good season. I mean, he, he didn't live up to the hype of being the biggest uh, tight end in the league because he is a monster. This guy is so freaking big, he's a monster, and he's more than likely going to get cut in this offseason. Allen Robinson more than likely will be cut as well. They <laughs> excuse me, they owe him $10 million buckaroos, and he hasn't done a goddamn thing, and and frankly, I cut him too because he's been garbage ever since, what, he left Chicago? I mean, what has he done recently that made you excited for Allen Robinson? So uh, I think the answer is not much. Uh, speaking of another uh, cap casualty, more than likely Hunter Renfro. They could save money, $11.8 bucks if they go ahead and cut him. And he hasn't done a whole lot since that signing. I mean, yeah, he's like, what, what do they call it, third in Renfro? But last season just wasn't there. I don't know if it's the fact that they had AOC as a quarterback or Garoppolo. Like, there was no chemistry with Hunter Renfro to be excellent, uh, to deserve that contract. I don't think that's on Hunter. That ain't his fault. That's the management. They should have known better when they switched quarterbacks. But, you know, it is what it is. If I were them, I never would have got rid of Derek Carr. Because with Derek Carr, they were like a top eight offense, and their defense was just terrible. So in my opinion, you keep Derek Carr, and plus he was good for morale. Not like he's a bad guy. Not like he's a diva. I mean, he's a good old-fashioned religious guy who's not going to cause issues in the uh, locker room. Uh, all you got to do is work on that defense, because their defense for the Raiders has been trash. Uh, but last year, they got rid of him. I, I, I didn't tell them. I don't know them, but... I thought it was the dumbest fucking idea. And then they swap it out with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that's like taking off a red shirt and putting on a red shirt. Like, it's the same thing. So I thought that was silly. Uh, MVS, that's Marquez Valdez Scantling, wide receiver for Kansas City, more than likely going to be re released also to free up $12 million. Kansas City has got some money. So they're under under their cap right now and they haven't even restructured anyone they haven't cut anybody so they got plenty of room coming up they'll probably have 40 million dollars to start the season after restructures and a few cuts to go ahead and go shopping so i bet you mike evans ends up there and in my opinion that makes mike evans like a top five wide receiver for next year if you ask me uh, Nick Chubb more than likely is going to renegotiate his contract too because we don't know how healthy he's going to be when he comes back. I mean, he is owed, I think, $15.83 million for the season uh, for 2024. And, I mean, 
I don't know how healthy he's going to be. So he's going to do everything he can to keep his job and keep that money flowing in. And frankly, this has given me the the opinion that more contracts are going to come out fully guaranteed going forward because, I mean, it ain't Nick Chubb's fault he got hurt. That's just the cost of doing business. So, in my opinion, the man should be paid. He shouldn't have to, you know, um, lower his negotiated contract just to, you know, be able to stay on the team. He should get every fucking dime he was offered. And yes, it's unfortunate that he got hurt, but I think that should be negotiated into the price in the contract. So, if you ask me, fully guaranteed contracts going forward would be the only way if I was in charge. And I know that's not good for business, but maybe raise the cap. Raise the cap for these teams. Give them more money to offer fully guaranteed contracts. That way, if they do take it in the shorts, it doesn't necessarily destroy their team. Speaking of another guy who was injured, they want him to lower money. But uh, Tim Patrick, wide receiver for Denver, he's probably going to be cut as well. And he did have a $30 million contract in 2023, or I'm sorry, 2021. He's still owed $9.5 million, and the guy got hurt again. So with all that said, they're probably going to cut him. It was an Achilles injury, and it was suffered in August. And because of that, that probably cost him $10 million, which is just... It's just sad, to be honest with you. Uh, Michael Gallup looks like they're going to probably cut him as well. He's still uh, on a five-year, $57 million contract. Uh, he's owed $9.5 million in 2024. But if they cut him, they only owe him 800000 So he hasn't done a ton for the team. I could totally see them cutting him and just replacing him with a draft pick. You know, not that big of a deal. Uh, John U. Smith, tight end Atlanta, more than likely going to be cut as well. He's owed $6.5 million. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with him. But more than likely going to be cut. That's just, you know, it's just tough out there. So that's it for news. There's not a lot going on. It's mainly a lot of teams trying to figure out what on earth they're going to do with the uh, cap situation. They're trying to free up as much room as possible. That way they could go shopping in mid-March. And this is the time to do that. That's only two weeks away. You know, the tampering opens up, I think, March 12th. And then they could go full-blown signing uh, March 15th or so. So I see a lot of cuts coming. A lot of cap casualties going to be hitting. So we'll be talking about that. So today um, I wanted to talk about the FanDuel way too early 2024 quarterback ranking so they put out no context with this ranking system it's one through 32 and it's it's obvious they start with patrick mahomes they go all the way down to will levis but in the middle of it is where it gets wonky and i can't tell if Fanduel is saying that these are good quarterbacks like good for the season good for fantasy football like they didn't they didn't elaborate or or anything at all so i'm trying to figure this out because if it's good for fantasy football i get it i may you know let me pick it apart and tell you why i think it's bs if this is what they think is good for teams to like be better football teams and go make deep playoff runs then i kind of fucking disagree and i'm gonna do a lot of talking about that so we're gonna start out with it number one we have patrick mahomes and josh allen number two so for me, that makes sense because Patrick Mahomes is outstanding. But for fantasy football last year, he didn't do so hot. But, you know, it is Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he just had a down year. Let's be honest, there were a lot of drops on that team. So I, I completely agree keeping Pat P, uh, Pat P, Pat uh, Mahomes number one. So moving on, Josh Allen also makes sense. So if you're going to look at this from a good player in the NFL, then good for you. I think he should be number two. Him and Lamar probably swap him out. I don't care. Uh, but for fantasy football, Josh Allen was the number one. 
and by a lot. Josh Allen was a complete superstar last year um, for fantasy football, and yes, he did go to the playoffs and didn't work out like it does typically, but he did go to the playoffs, so that makes sense to me there too. Lamar Jackson is number three. I think Lamar is outstanding. I love Lamar in NFL football for winning games and also for fantasy football, so everything makes sense to me right now. Uh, then number four, we got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's awesome. I love him. Maybe not for fantasy football. I don't think he's the number four for fantasy football, and this is where it gets kind of weird for me. But in terms of him being like a good player, a good um, team uh, game winner to go to the, hell, I don't know, Super Bowl like he did. He's beaten Patrick Mahomes numerous times. Like, that would make sense for me here, but already it's not making sense for fantasy football to have him at number four. Number five, we have C.J. Stroud. Are you serious, number five? Like, are we just looking at like statistics like I don't understand where they got this list from in terms of fantasy football CJ Stroud was certainly not number five uh and CJ Stroud did win a lot of games and yes he did go to the playoffs with a team nobody expected to go hell they beat the Jaguars for the division that's outstanding so I just don't understand why they put him where he is that makes no sense to me here let's look at what they have for fantasy football for the top five so we got the top five there top five in fantasy football we had josh allen jalen hurts dak prescott lamar jackson and jordan love that was your top five for fantasy scoring last year and no they just like none of that makes sense to me so number six they got matt stafford matt stafford Oh my gosh, here, let's see what he was for fantasy. Matt Stafford, I don't see him. I don't even see Stafford in the top 13. And why did I stop it at the top 13 for fantasy football? Well, that's because you usually only have 12-man leagues, 10-man leagues. Do we really have to go that much further below the 13th overall for fantasy? So I just grabbed this information really quick. I don't even see Stafford in the top. Now, it just it's frustrating to me to see that. But they got Stafford number six. Maybe they think he's like the sixth best quarterback. Like for the playoffs, yeah, I mean, he does have a Super Bowl under his belt. He's usually in the playoffs, but I mean, it's just kind of silly. And then here's my favorite part, Justin Herbert, number seven. It's like, why? Why is Herbert number seven? He's certainly not in the top 13 last year for fantasy points scored. He's nowhere near it. In terms of winning games, Herbert hasn't even won a playoff game. He's been to the playoffs. He was ahead by like 30 points, and they fucked it up, and then he lost. Like, I have no idea why he's up there. It makes no sense to me. Jordan Love, number eight. Now this, you know, I could kind of see. I like Love. I think Love's going to do great. He shocked the world when he beat the crap out of the Cowboys. Like, it wasn't even a close game. He beat the fuck out of the Cowboys. That was an outstanding game. And where is he for fantasy football? Jordan Love was the number five overall quarterback for points scored in fantasy football. So that makes sense to me, him being at number eight. If you ask me, he should be higher than Stafford. Hell of a lot higher than C.J. Stroud. Like, it's just, it's confusing to me. Number nine, you got Dak Prescott. That makes sense to me because he was a superstar for fantasy football last year. He was the number three overall. But to have him at number nine, like, this man will get you to the playoffs and he's going to lose. But he did score pretty high with fantasy points last year. So, again, doesn't make sense to me. Jalen Hurts. Now, this guy should be higher. They have him ranked at number 10. 
and I have no idea why. He goes to the playoffs every year. He was just in a Super Bowl. For fantasy points scored, he was number two overall. Jalen Hurts, despite the fact that they lost games, was great for fantasy football. And yes, he is a good quarterback. He is a game-changer type quarterback like Lamar because you really got to worry about his ability to run. And the man, in my opinion, passes better than Lamar. So with all that said, the fact that he's all the way down there at 10 makes no sense to me. This guy should be higher. Number 11, Trevor Lawrence. Why the fuck is he on this list? Is Trevor Lawrence even up? Trevor Lawrence is your number 13. He's your number 13 overall points scored quarterback for fantasy football. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even grab this guy top 10. Like if I were to sit there and start a franchise, like he doesn't, you know, he's only been to the playoffs once. He beat one team. It was the Chargers. And like, that was it. He was a one and done. And yes, they won that game. But I don't know if they won that game more than Justin Herbert lost that game. Either way, I don't think he should be ranked this high. Uh, Caleb Williams. So (laughs) Caleb Williams is 12. Does that make any sense to anybody? How is Caleb Williams 12? He's above people like Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, Tua Tungavailoa. Are you kidding me? So they got Caleb Williams in here. Now, I can see Caleb being good for fantasy football, but I don't think he's going to take the Bears, and that's pretty much who they think he's going to end up with, obviously, right? The number one overall pick. I don't see him... Uh, starting out winning a ton of games. They'd be lucky to go 8-8 eight and eight next year. So to kind of bless this guy as a 12th overall quarterback is insane to me. And then following down the list, you got Geno Smith um, above Jared Goff. Makes no sense. Jared Goff's got a way better win record. Jared Goff's been to the playoffs. He's been deep into the playoffs. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to an NFC championship. And Jared Goff was really good for fantasy last year. He was the number 7 overall. Why the fuck is Goff so low? That breaks my heart. Aaron Rodgers is on this list. Keep him at fifth ten. I'm fine with that. I think he'll do great with the Jets this year. It's just unfortunate what he happened. Kirk Cousins, they got him at 16. And this is where it pisses me off the most. Brock Purdy is 17. 17. Brock Purdy was the number six overall quarterback last year for fantasy football. Brock Purdy, his first year playing uh, real football, not fantasy, obviously, he went to the NFC Championship game. And it looks like how bad the Eagles played. If he would have been upright and healthy, they more than likely would have been to the Super Bowl last year. And not to mention, this year, he went right to the Super Bowl again. All, I mean, this is his sophomore year. He goes to the Super Bowl. He takes the Chiefs to overtime. He scores in overtime. Yes, we all know how it played out, but how is Brock Purdy number 17? In terms of what, quarterback rankings? This is insane. The man went to an NFC Championship game his rookie year. He went to a Super Bowl his second year. And in terms of fantasy football, the man was number six overall. This man should be at least number five on my list. He should be way up there where C.J. Stroud is. This is fucking stupid. And then you got Kyler Murray, Tua. Tua at 19, really. Tua should be way higher than 19. He should probably be number 10 because, yes, he goes to the playoffs, and we all know he scores points for fantasy football. Last year, he was number 9, and, frankly, he had a bad year because of injuries between Waddle and Tyreek, like, and then his running back. like He always had a major injury to deal with that would prevent him from scoring more fantasy points. And then I'm just going to quickly gloss over the rest because I just don't care. They're not people we should really be concerned about. Justin Fields, you got Drake May, number 21. Anthony Richardson, 22. Um, Jaden Daniels for the Pats, they think, is going to go there. You got Baker Mayfield should be higher than 24. I'm sorry, Baker had a pretty decent year last year. So the fact that he's way down that list doesn't make any sense to me. He was decent for fantasy football. His 
this team went to the playoffs. I mean, what more can you expect from a guy who showed up and that's his first year on the team? Deshaun Watson, 25. What a joke. Uh, uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, you got Michael Sphinks. You got Russell Wilson. Um, they think he's going to be a Raider this year, by the way. I think that's awesome because that's exactly what the Raiders deserve. And then you got Derek Carr, Bryce Young, J.J. McCarthy with the Falcons, and Will Levis staying on the Titans. So I don't understand that whole ranking system. It drives me nuts because I can't determine if it's overall NFL rankings or if it's how well they think they're going to do for fantasy football this year. Either way, I'll just stew on it later on. But I will be back Monday morning with another episode. I appreciate your time. I hope everybody has an amazing weekend.